0: There's Jason and Katie over there. I'm Eddie. Of course, we're still remote in our own uh, quarantine. How are you guys doing? We're quarantined. How are you doing? Uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Quarantine. Sometimes
0: it's some days are more difficult than others. I'll tell you that much.
2: Yeah. What are you doing to pass the time, Eddie? What kind of a question is that? Well, I think it's a valid question right now. <laughs> don't ask me that question. You're not doing anything, are you? I, I I
0: various things. I'm not gonna get into that. Too much internet porn, isn't it? A little <laughs> embarrassed, aren't you? I increased the speed, okay? <laughs> so I don't have that problem anymore. I'm paying extra per month. Uh but you know what I really don't like is uh The convenience of voting by mail. I think that uh, if people could vote by mail and just uh, send in their ballots by dropping it in their mailbox, that'd be a horrible thing. Terrible. It'd be be bad for democracy if everybody were able to vote. Man, how absurd is that? Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, mail-in voting on tonight's show a little bit here. Um, And why DJT does it himself, but also doesn't want you to do it, even though he does it.
1: Well, so do I. <laughs> I do
0: I do it, too. We all, everybody here on this show right now is a mail-in voter.
1: We're, I actually don't know how to vote any other way, really, because that's really the only way I've ever voted.
0: We're lucky because our state does allow it, yeah. Yeah. Our guest tonight is Adam Christensen, and he is running for Congress to represent Florida's 3rd District. He'll be joining us here in about 20 minutes or so. It's news to us. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Week Are you, you're actually you're not supposed to say Happy Memorial Day. What am I thinking? It's Memorial Day. Remember those who have fallen. Our fallen heroes. That's you just more pulled a DJT. I did Happy <laughs> Memorial Day. You can't do that.
2: Yeah, okay. he did it, and you did it. Oh, he did? did yeah, I you're in the same boat now. Well, uh, I'm not the president, so it doesn't you're count. You're one of the same now.
3: It's news to us with Eddie and Jason.
1: And
0: Katie And <laughs> Katie, thank you You should do that from now
2: on <laughs> <laughs>
1: This
0: is just
2: shoehorned in there <laughs> Mix it up a little Yeah, yeah. Funny voices and such
0: Because mm-hmm. Katie has been co-hosting with us For a few that weeks is- now So it should be, you're right, it should be in the intro That's ridiculous
1: Yeah,
2: that's one of the highlights of uh, the quarantine shows
1: because I'm a woman, right? You just leave me out.
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Although you do get paid more than I get paid for doing the show. Really? Yeah. And you get paid more than uh, no, you don't get paid more than Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. But it would, yeah. That is a a great, good thing to come out of the quarantine shows is that uh,
2: Katie gets to join us every week.
1: Yeah, it's been fun.
2: Because you guys have yeah, like a specific podcast, like a like when we look back twenty years from now, we'll call this the quarantine episodes.
1: Well, I I like it because I used to be on the show all the time before we had Kenzie, really.
2: I know
0: and I I think even when things get back to normal we should figure out how to get you a part of the show whether you do it from there or occasionally join us or whatever
1: Yeah, in in 2022 it's fun
0: in six years when when all this is behind us are you guys getting annoyed? I'm getting really upset and annoyed what are you getting upset about Eddie? Uh, I have to stay in my house how about you? (laughs) I mean everyone's out haven't you seen
2: it? (laughs) you're right though I know what the hell is that Uh, Beaches are packed, you know.
1: Go swimming. Everybody's doing it.
0: Memorial Day weekend. Did you guys see the video of Ozark,
1: the uh, lake in Ozark?
0: I think we tweeted. uh, Katie tweeted that.
1: What a bunch of shithiots!
0: Yeah, just packed, like shoulder to shoulder.
1: Yeah, like hey,
2: got white claws. Look at us, we're douchebags drinking white claw. Who does that? Eddie's doing that right now. I guarantee it. Actually, I have a, I have a bubble. I have a bubble. <laughs> what, what flavor is your favorite flavor of white claw, Eddie? Uh, they're all. Oh, I like the black cherry. I think.
1: Oh, I do too. That's I love it. Yeah, that's so good. I all right, like girls, let's, let's get really back refreshing. to the show. <laughs> uh,
0: enough girl talk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Dirty Deets, since we're kind of short on time here.
2: The Dirty Deets. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. Mail-in voting. You Mm. know what? One thing that always, like, I always question when people, uh, when you look at, like, election coverage is absentee voting, and then we're talking about mail-in voting. Like, what's the difference? What do you think the difference is? Well, mail-in voting is more
0: widespread, right? It's where the the ballot is automatically mailed to voters.
1: Yeah. In yeah. the State
0: absentee val- ballots are where you have to say, "Oh, I'm going to be on vacation. I can't." You have to have an excuse to get the oh, ballot yeah, sent
1: to like, you. I live in this state part time, but I live in this state most of the time. Like, so I vote in this state like
2: i it always drives me nuts though
1: you can only vote in one state so the state that you live in the most is the state that you vote in
2: so is if your is your question
1: you live in colorado 9 months out of the year you vote here you know
0: is your question like what's the difference just
2: logistically cuz you're getting a ballot sent in the mail no i mean you you covered my the point right like That was my point. Like, what is the true difference between the two? And there's really hardly anything besides the fact that for absentee voting, you have to apply for an absentee ballot versus mail-in ballot goes to every registered voter. Like, why is that so hard? Like, why can't we just do that?
0: Well, DJT doesn't want to have mail-in voting. He doesn't want that to happen
1: so stupid and it should yeah. be just a, it should just be a thing nationwide and and you shouldn't have to register to vote either like you should just automatically be sent a ballot and if you don't vote you don't vote if you vote then you vote like i mean i mean that if sounds citizen, uh, you should really just get a fucking ballot like
0: that sounds logical and simple to me and that sounds like something that we should we should be doing so that means we <laughs> the, i mean it's, it's not happening
1: Right, if you're 18 um, or older you should just be getting a ballot in the mail that's just the way it should be
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah the Republicans and, and DJT do not want the it to be easy for people to vote which is really weird to me because Republicans are always like my freedoms, I have freedoms in America you can't tell me what I can and can't do and then like at the same time their party makes it really hard for these people to vote
2: not all Republicans there's some out there that uh, support this as well. Yeah. Just the Republican Party, the National Party and yeah, Trump don't. Yeah, in
1: general though it's kind of their thing.
2: Well, mail-in to- voting, we have it here in Colorado
0: where we do the show from. Also Hawaii, Oregon, Utah, Washington have it. And then California's governor just signed an executive order to make it so that
2: uh, there's mail-in voting for November. There, all, and they- They're going to send all registered voters a mail-in ballot. Oh, which, awesome. which Republicans are fighting? They just... Uh, what is that? They, sued they just sued them.
1: A, a Republican in California just won by mail-in ballots. Well, the, the Republicans
0: that's do stupid. believe that mail-in voting does favor Democrats. However, research has been done that says that might not be true.
1: Yeah, right?
2: Um, But even if I it's... Mean, look, look what happened here in Colorado in 2018. You know, we have mail in ballot and a lot of people uh say we're like the uh Colorado the state of Colorado's mail in ballot um system is the gold standard and that all states should be following what we're doing here. We voted in a, a Republican and unseated a Democrat. Yeah. You know, in 2018.
1: Fact, Colorado back in the day was also the first state to let women vote.
2: No, wow. very progressive yeah. voting uh yeah, here in Colorado, is that, is that progressive or is it just the right thing? Yeah, <laughs> well, doing the right thing is progressive. How is that? Is it, oh, okay. Is yeah. that what we're gonna say?
1: We're generally a progressive <laughs> voting state. <laughs>
2: yeah. But, oh, that's so
0: silly. To but me. why? Why are they? Why are they so upset about this? Because I, I think it's because if you have a lot of people voting, they're afraid because the Republicans did w- lose the popular vote with the uh, 2016 presidential election. And if you have more people voting, then uh, what, are they afraid that they're going to lose in 2020 if there's just simply more people voting?
1: And I think when you just generally look at the way the population is going, I think most people generally believe that like we need to start doing something about climate change. You know, like most people generally believe that women should be equally paid. Like most people generally believe, you know, like there's like these things, little small things that even like
2: those are pretty big,
1: you know, but they're in the grand scheme of what we're going through now. If Republican versus Democrat, like these are things that would sway people to vote Democrat, you know.
2: Yeah, the scary thing though is do you think that most people believe or, uh, but, find those two, you know, those two examples. Uh, do you find, do you think that most people think that cl- we need to take action against climate change and women deserve equal pay? Or is it just what you believe?
1: No, I think that like a, a like good percentage of the population believes that.
2: Because I think one of the scariest things that I've, over the last three to four years, is like, how like white supremacists are coming out. And, like oh, yeah, I thought that was gone. Weird.
1: Yeah, that's so you weird. You know what I mean?
2: Like you we wanna believe that most people believe in this, but man, I'm questioning if that's true now.
1: Yeah, you're
2: right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, white the whole
1: supremacist thing is so weird.
0: Yeah. The reason it's why this whole so mail in voting even thing even came up though is because of COVID nineteen, right? So. well
1: yeah we have to do it now because our president is shitty it so
0: and this is why they're freaking out because it's like there may be no other choice for the mail in voting to happen especially if there's a big risk of getting coronavirus at the at the at the, at the, uh, the, the, the ballot the polling places because they, they, there's no way you can social distance there really can you I don't know
1: no I don't think and, so and then this also gives him, in the end, a, a like a reason to question the outcome of the vote as well. Uh, know, yeah,
0: right? well, that's what he's already saying. He's already D J T's already saying that mail-in voting just uh, invites a whole bunch of fraud and corruption. He said, Which uh, isn't
1: "True by any means,
0: no, not true and, at all."
1: Yeah, and then yeah, it just but you know his sheeple will believe anything
2: you know the other thing too though with absentee voting uh like if you look at like past elections like a lot of election results aren't finalized because people you know uh levy lawsuits over absentee ballots and making them provide proof that absentee ballot uh, ballots were uh valid
1: Well, but do they ever find, I don't really know, but do they ever find that there's like a lot of fraud with absentee ballots? No.
0: No, in fact, I uh, I don't
1: believe that they do. Chris
0: Wallace of Fox News, he actually did a deep dive into this. to try to see if he could find any serious fraud from mail-in voting that includes absentee voting. And he says, quote, I've done some deep dive into it. There really is no record of massive fraud or even serious fraud from mail-in voting and this guy's on Fox News and he yeah. says it's been carried out in Republican states. it's been car- carried out in Democrats Democratic states and there's no indication that mail-in voting as opposed to in-person voting tends to favor one party or another according to his research as well. Um, so if that if that's true, what's really going on here because Trump says at a press <laughs> conference he is gonna be so much uh, fraud and corruption he says who's going to sign it? Who knows if it's going to get to your house? Who knows if they don't pirate? Obviously, there's going to be fraud. We're not babies. Yeah. <laughs> We're not
2: babies. You know, one thing, like an a argument to for mail-in ballot using arguments from Republicans is they always talk about voter ID. Like, you have to have an ID in order to register to vote by mail. When's right. that, like... <laughs> Yeah. Isn't that, I mean, if you don't have an ID, if you don't have a driver's license, you can't mm. receive a ballot.
1: Yeah, it won't be sent to your house because they don't know where you live.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, it's
2: essentially voter ID because it's linked to your it's driver's voter license. ID, exactly. So, we're in kind of a weird you know, circle here. We're promoting voter ID now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> But since uh, some states, so he's so D.J.T.
0: is attacking all the swing states that want to do mail-in ballots. Nevada, he's attacking also Michigan. Michigan, he's and he's saying that he wants to withhold federal aid dollars to Michigan if they do mail-in voting. Which doesn't that sound familiar? Wasn't he like impeached for something similar? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, hmm. not too long hmm. ago.
2: And he, Michigan's facing a uh, hmm. huge uh, oh, the catastrophe with the flooding.
1: They're
2: so terrible. He only really
0: learned his lesson, Susan Collins, didn't he? Let me tell you. Mm. Oh, yeah. But, that, so, so, yeah. And here's the biggest kicker. So, DJT is really, really, really against mail in voting. He is trying to fight it tooth and nail. He's saying that it's horrible. And it's not really working, too, by the way, because according to a poll done by. Reuter, Reuters, writers, uh, they say, seventy-two percent of U.S. adults, including seventy-nine percent of Democrats and sixty-five percent Republicans, they support mail-in ballots. So um, Trump's
2: base—it's <laughs>
0: not working. And uh, not only that, D.J.T. himself voted by mail. From, he, he did. He voted. He had an absentee ballot because he changed his uh, state of residence from New York to. Uh, the state of Mar-a-Lago, uh, mar a <laughs>
1: uh, because people in New York fucking hate him so bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so
1: mean to him.
0: So basically, he has to get his Florida ballot sent to him in D.C. because he says, "Oh, I can't be there to vote." Although he's there every weekend golfing, I don't understand that argument. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah right. Um, but he may be committing voter fraud. That voter fraud he's been talking about with mail-in ballots. We so should have
1: it investigated.
0: Here's what here's what's happening. In in 1993, there was an agreement signed with Trump saying that he would not reside in Mar-a-Lago in order for it to be built and get certain tax credits. And he's not allowed to claim that as his place of residence. However, on his ballot, he says that he lives at Mar-a-Lago.
1: Oh, boy.
0: <gasps> voter fraud. This is what he's been talking about. I, I think we just found the voter fraud, ladies and gentlemen. That We finally... We found it. Nice
1: work.
0: We, found the, we found the voter fraud that he's been talking about. He was right. Gold, he's gold the one. Stars for everyone. I you know I didn't know that we would actually find voter fraud with mail-in ballots with this story, but it was staring us right in the face
1: the whole time.
0: Yeah, I think we can chalk this up as a victory. Yeah. voter fraud. Yeah,
2: <laughs> voter fraud. Celebrate oh, that did voter we, fraud. Do we pay for licensing for this song?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I told you to end it ten seconds in. What do you what are you doing to us? You're right. We have to edit Shit. that. Pause the um, edit. I think cool
0: and the gang will allow that to be used for these political purposes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Celebrate voter fraud.
3: Come on. Celebrate voter fraud yeah so
0: isn't that funny he uh, he always projects anything that he says somebody else is doing he's doing himself I think that's just how it goes that is how it goes
1: he's an asshole like
2: what else can you really say but yeah he's He's an an asshole asshole. Uh, yeah I don't know everyone uh, knows it right like people knew it before he was elected yeah.
1: Useless piece of shit. our president. I love
2: everybody. But he loves everybody. I love everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. There's well, that. Maybe he's not saying, I love everybody. Maybe he's saying, I love Adderall.
1: That's, yeah, what I said. That's what I think. I love Adderall.
2: I love, Adderall. I love everybody. <laughs>
0: uh, oh. Our guest is Adam <laughs> Christensen. He's going to join us next on It's News to Us. He's running for Congress, to represent. Florida's 3rd District, a Democrat in a very, very red state and area. So this should be interesting. Grab a white claw. (laughs) Fuel up those white claws. Because the news to us continues in just a little bit. It's news to us. We're back here live on Adobe Radio with our guest, Adam Christensen. He's running for Congress to represent Florida's 3rd District, and he's joining us on the phone right now. How's it going?
3: It's going really well. Um, You know before this whole thing happened, the whole pandemic happened. And whenever somebody asked me that, I would always say, you know, like I'm surviving. Right. And then I kind of realized now that that's not the greatest thing to say, but <laughs> I'm right. Surviving.
0: Well, you are, I mean, it, it's an accomplishment. You're surviving. We're all getting, how are you doing though? For real though? Are you doing okay? Is it starting to wear you down? Not being able to see people?
3: You know, honestly, um, when we first started this, we were out every single day. Uh, and then when it actually hit, when the pandemic hit, you know, we switched everything to digital and we were really the only ones who were able to. So uh, we're actually reaching more people now and talking to more people through phone banking than we ever were before, which is phenomenal. And I got to give our whole team so much credit for that.
0: Okay, cool. So, all right. And you have a pretty young campaign staff, too, by the way. We can talk about that a little bit more, but they're all under like under 26 or so, right?
3: Yeah, I'm the old guy. So okay. by like four years. <laughs> so oh, we got okay. 30 people right now that are all under the age of, I believe it's 22 is the oldest. And uh yeah, it's, it's basically, I mean, it's completely youth led. Um, and at the same time, you know, we got high schoolers and college kids that, that, that have basically said that, look, we don't really have a choice. Like, we don't feel like we have any other option. We have to do something. And they thought that this might be the best way that they could possibly help. So and these I are not be more proud of them.
0: These are people that are used to being on the internet and not speaking face to face, so that's got to be working <laughs> to your helpful. advantage. Yeah,
3: yeah, I think we're I think we're like the uh, in our primary, I think that we are the youngest by like thirty or forty years, so oh, it's wow. very helpful.
0: Oh wow, that's really cool.
1: How uh, were you able to find so many young people to join your team?
3: Well, you know, I actually around January, I uh, I was really just I. the guy who is running or who is uh, our congressperson here announced he was retiring. Um, And for me, like I thought, you know, I'm going to go help whoever it is that's going to win the primary. Um, And then I like looked online and I just didn't see anybody who like spoke to people like me, really anyone um, in any really discernible way. And so I basically was like, well, how do you get on the battle? Like, what does that mean? What does that look like? Kind of thing. Um, and I went out, took the little, the little Pomsky. I have a puppy. His name's Pummel. He's 25 pounds. He's a Pomeranian Husky. He's, uh, he's adorable. Um, and basically when I started talking to people to get petitions and after about two weeks of that, I uh, realized that, you know, what we were, what I was talking about was viable and that it was something that was really hitting hard with a lot of people. And so I basically sent out an email uh, to the University of Florida's political science department, I said, hey, like, this is what I'm running on. Like, I think that it people really care about it. And within a week, we had 10 people that had jumped on board. Um, and it's a couple months later, and we got 30. Uh, and we're basically finishing the infrastructure to keep scaling is what we're doing.
0: Okay. Cool, cool. Well, why don't we try to get to know you a little bit too before we dive in a little sure. bit? So you said people like you. So who is people like you? So you're 30 years old, right? <laughs> if, I, if my math is correct.
3: Um, I'm 26. Oh,
0: you're 26 too. Okay, oh. cool. Very cool. So you you've at 26 years old, you've already started two separate companies, correct? One both of you've your first company started for $3,000. And what happened with that company?
3: So basically, um, right out of college, I drove around the country trying to figure out where the best place would be to start a company. Um, I had a company down here uh, in in Florida that basically came to me with some oils, some essential oils, and said, "You know, we just had to pull sixty grand of this off the market because it was fake. Um, can you <laughs> figure out whether or not you know we're buying crap?" <laughs> and so I was like, "You know, that might be something I can do." And so I basically looked around, spent a year in college trying to figure it out, and then uh, looked around the country and ended up in Gainesville, Florida. Um, and basically started it in the incubator, um, made enough money as like a camp counselor in the summer and a little bit of a, uh, I got a, a grant as well from when some competition and started it with 3000 bucks. And a month and a half later, I was at 68 cents and I thought I was going to be on the street <laughs> and, uh, the checks came in, survived, um, and that company is still going. And then about a year and a half later, uh, off those profits pretty much uh, was able to start a second one another analytical lab uh, that focused on like the hemp and cbd products uh, for doing like pesticides heavy metal testing like safety testing to make sure that people weren't getting poisoned um oh. and just ended up selling that one um right right as the pandemic hit actually so i, I kind of got pretty lucky
0: okay so you have a biochemistry degree Uh, biology biology Uh,
3: chemistry yeah
0: okay cool so that so you must be obviously for the legalization of marijuana
3: yeah that is uh, something especially since well, <laughs> Florida's really had issues with it here, um and it's uh, they've effectively created a cartel um by region of people that are allowed to grow, and there's only like seven of them and so it's been very interesting to watch that happen but uh yeah, it just uh, for a lot of different reasons, I actually have never smoked a day in my life I've never had a sip of alcohol either, but it's one of those things where you know just looking into it researching it and understanding the lives and communities that it was hitting the hardest. I mean, it's the right thing to do. And at the same time, it could be a huge boost to our economy and our lives as far as education goes.
0: You've never smoked weed or sipped alcohol, yet you have been arrested.
3: Yeah, I uh, got arrested as a high school soccer coach um, for trespassing, apparently. During a game, um, my team, my assistant coaches got targeted by a, uh, they're, they're Brazilian, and they got targeted by a racist down in Polk County and uh, it, uh, it was one of those things that you kind of like you see a video on twitter and you think that would never happen in real life well it it does and it can pretty much happen to anyone
0: and you were just thrown into the justice system and uh that's where you kind of decided that it's kind of it's, it's pretty messed up
3: it's, it is and uh it's one of those things where you know they had to throw it out because it was so messed up because there was almost 200 witnesses um. The police officers lied on the report multiple times. The guy himself was, uh, it was, it was very clear that he was targeting us. But at the same time, like I spent a night in a private prison and really, oh. you know, it was one of those things where I got to see things that, you know, you wish you never see, but at the same time, you're very thankful. It's one of those bittersweet things where you learn so much, but at the same time, you wish that you had never gone through it.
0: Oh, um, man. That that I would be so infuriated if I were innocent and thrown in prison even for one night. I don't know. Uh, that's just really yeah. messed up.
3: My uh, one of my one of my kids' uh, parents actually. Um, he they they were the ones that bailed me out, and uh, it was very interesting because the bail bonds people called my father in uh, where and uh, he's uh, he was in Indiana, and uh, he laughed and thought it was a practical joke and hung up on the person. Ah, <laughs> that happens to people.
0: That's just, So what was it like when you were in jail for one night? Or was it a prison, or was it just like a holding cell?
3: Well, I started off at the holding cell, and oh. I was supposed to be let out, but the police officer apparently was so mad at me that he fast-tracked me through it and got me sent to the actual private prison, which I wasn't supposed oh. to go to because literally the people were there to make sure I wasn't supposed to, and like the assistant uh, DA was even there because <laughs> it was a big deal what had happened, and they they literally fast tracked me all the way through it. So um, yeah, it was a it was I saw a lot.
0: Oh, I can only imagine. Is it like is it like everything on TV? They, I mean, you saw an it, abbreviated version of it, luckily. But like, was, it, were you it, afraid?
3: Just exactly like that. Like the the thing, like the disgusting nature of it, just how unclean it is. Um, you know, the guy I was handcuffed to, he was, he was 82 years old. He'd gotten in a car accident and the person, the other person had fled the scene and they had accidentally arrested him as well. And he had been in there for three days because he didn't have his reading glasses. They didn't let him go get those. He didn't have his Rolodex with his numbers. And he couldn't remember any numbers or figure out the phone system because the phone system was ridiculously complicated. And so the reason he was getting out was because his neighbor had realized he wasn't in his yard doing his yard like he does every single day and, like, called around for three days to try to find the guy. Oh, man. And it's just one of those things, like, it was story after story like that. I just, honestly, I spent most of my time just talking to people, just flabbergasted by it.
0: Man. Oh, that's crazy. Even one night I couldn't do. That's, uh Wow. So uh, glad that you were able to figure that out and get yeah. out of there, because for many people. They get kind of just caught up in that because they can't post bail or I don't know. What, no. what, what's your idea for justice reform?
3: Well, I mean, at this point, cash bail is just predatory. I mean, some of the people who the first people that really died in, in federal prisons with this pandemic were in there because they couldn't pay bail. Um, and, you know, we outlawed debtors prisons a long time ago. But we still have that. And essentially it is the cash bail industry. But we have a lot of industries like that. Um and so like for me, like with my job, my job's literally catching fraud. Like somebody sends me a product and is like, is this fake? Is this real? I don't know. You figure it out for me. And what I realized, especially in like the industries I was in, like C B D industry, 70, 60 to seventy percent of the stuff was incorrect. It was fake. Wow. And like when I started looking around at other industries, I was seeing the same thing. I mean, that's that's basically what our economy is built on—is a couple predatory companies that have been able to consolidate the market. A fraud. Um, so I mean, we, it's the same we,
0: thing. Fraud can take you very far in this country. Just look at the highest office in the land. Uh, look <laughs> Yes, but but uh, I mean, you know. it's
3: one of those things where you know, having gone through that especially, and just seeing the nature of it, and and with my day job, I mean, seeing the nature of that and realizing. You know, there's a lot of things in our lives that are expensive and we can fix it. And it's, and the only reason that it's that way is because somebody's convinced us that, that that we have middlemen that are necessary. Um, and so, like, for me, I, when I look around and see the predatory industries, like, why in the world are we giving predatory loans to 17 year olds so they can go to college around $2,000 or $200,000? I don't understand that one. That makes no sense to me because at the end of the day, who does that hurt? Well, it hurts the real estate market because now they can never get a home. And so, for me, it's it's one of those things where even these little these little things that we don't really think about as much as we should. At the end of the day, if we let them go on long enough, they're just going to hurt everyone even more.
0: The banks are winning in the end, though, because if you are if you have two hundred thousand dollars in debt to a bank when you're seventeen, and then over time that inflates to three four hundred god knows how many thousands of dollars it's kind of the same thing as owning a house in a way they get you you come out of that they get you earlier though building equity as far as the bank is concerned i mean like because they're still they've got you you know yeah they do it is it is predatory but you know the the people who so you you uh you are in favor of canceling all student loan debt correct
3: and the reason would be it would actually boost our economy tremendously. We would help a ton of people to be mm. able to actually have a stake in their lives. And at the end of the day, we would as a country have way more money and a way more stability. If we did that, it's the cheaper yeah. option.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. I don't know. I don't think it'll ever happen though, but I, I would like to, cause apparently we can't, we can't afford it cause we can come up with trillions of dollars just <laughs> with the stroke of a pen when it goes to big businesses and airlines. And, the, but it's really hard for the average American to get any kind of help. So
3: the, the money's and there a hundred, percent. That's all we've seen in the past. I mean, we saw it in 2008. Now we're seeing it again. And like for my entire adult life, that's all I've seen. I mean, I've yeah. never seen an economy that actually worked, just one that was propped up on a sugar high and was about to collapse at any moment. That's where we're at.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's uh it really does. It, it's, it sucks because, uh, right around 2008 is when, um, I was graduating college and is like mm-hmm. re- just right into that market. And just, by the time I got on my feet, this is happening. <laughs> so yep. it's like, it, yeah. <laughs> it just sucks for the an entire generation for millennials and even Gen Z right now. I can't even imagine graduating it in 2020. It's got to like really because it's going to take. How long do you think it's going to be before we get out of this economic crisis that we're in right now?
3: You know, we haven't pulled ourselves out of this economic crisis since we repealed Glass-Steagall. I mean, and that was 30 years ago. And so the question for me is, are we going to keep going along the same path that we've been going on for longer than I've been alive? Or are people going to finally stand up and say, look, I'm tired of my not having any control over my life. Like, if I start a small company some other person's just going to come and undercut me because they were bigger and had more funding. And at this point, it's one of those things where if we don't deal with that, like they did in the 1890s with Teddy Roosevelt going after JP Morgan and, and Rockefeller and some of these giant corporations that, that, that at the time didn't pay taxes to begin with, it seems like we're right back there. And so it's one of those things where I think our message, especially here in North central Florida is just, it's hitting people hard because like lives are hard everything is so expensive and like we invested in the banks in 2008 because that's what we did. I mean, a bailout is not a gift. A bailout is an investment. And like we invested, our parents invested, we invested our money to make sure that those banks were able to get back on their feet and do better than ever. And every investor I've ever talked to for my companies basically said, you know, I better get my money back in three to five years or else I, you know, I'm not investing. Well, it's been 12 and it just happened again. And so my question is, if we can afford to do that over and over again, how in the world can we not say that education, no matter what age level you are, is a right? How can we say that housing is not a right? How can we say that, I mean, basically healthcare for every single human being in this world is not a right? Because for me right now, if we can afford to do all those things and all the rest of them cost a fraction to what we just spent, but we're not getting that money back ever, then I don't understand why we're spending it. And so for me, you have to build up things that actually matter, especially in small communities here. Like small businesses, the towns, the town centers, the businesses in those town centers, they have to be built. They have to be protected. And we cannot allow predatory companies, and I'll even say it like Walmart. I mean, what Walmart did for the past 30 years was essentially come into small towns, set up, knock everybody else out of business, and replace those jobs with a job that paid a third we just saw it here with Nestle, who tried to set up and basically steal water from our river that's about 20 miles from us. And the entire town there is built on tourism. But if they had been allowed to actually steal that water, we don't have tourism anymore. It's gone. And that money's gone because those companies don't care about this location, They don't care about High Springs. They don't care about Gainesville. They care but it's, about It's capitalism. The corporate-
0: it's capitalism. And America's all about capitalism.
3: Well, that's not capitalism. That's <laughs> I <know>. predatory
0: theft. <laughs> I know. Well that's what it's become, right? Because these uh, these these corporations are writing the laws. They they've got it's
3: corporate socialism.
0: That's what corporate it is. socialism. At the end yep. of the
3: day, it's corporate socialism. And I think a lot of people, especially here, when you say something like that, they are they, they realize what's happened to them. Where nobody cares about them. And so what we, our campaign, like the reason I think that, you know, people really have latched onto us and believe in us and, and, and want to join us is because we basically said, look, you join with us, you get a piece of this campaign. You get a piece of your life that you actually can take hold of. And at the end of the day, yeah, we're going to save you a ton of money through Medicare for all. We're going to save you a ton of money through universal child care and all these other things. But at the end of the day, that money is not just going to go to pay more bills, That money needs to go to being able to help you set up. If you want to start a company, you should be able to. And we need to provide places and mentors and whatever you need to be able to do that successfully. We can no longer just say, if we save you money or we do a tax cut, that you're going to be better off. Because the tax cuts that we have done, they might save you a couple hundred bucks a year. When in reality, those middlemen like insurance companies, like healthcare insurance companies, they're taking 30% of everything you spent. And so for us we get rid of that stuff, we get rid of the middlemen, the grifters, and all all of our lives are less expensive and then we can actually do something with that. So that's kind of our message.
2: Do you have a specific plan to combat corporate socialism?
3: <laughs> yeah, specifically for people like Amazon You have to break them up. I mean, we have antitrust laws. We haven't used them. Most of the largest uh, industries, what happens after five to 10 years, and we're now seeing this in the hemp industry, is they get consolidated. All the little players get knocked out. We already have laws that say if you become a certain market cap, you don't get to get any bigger or you have to divest. But we don't do that anymore. And so for me, we have the laws on the books. We just don't do them. It's the same thing after 2008. We knew who caused the crashes. Well, when you say we, it's Republicans. It's
0: Republicans that aren't doing anything.
3: Uh, Well, I would say, I would honestly say that, you know, corporate Democrats are just as guilty when it comes to economic things. Democrats were the ones that repealed Glass-Steagall. Republicans were the ones that gave giant tax breaks to the wealthiest corporations in the world. And so those mm -hmm. things wouldn't happen if somebody actually stood up and said, we're not letting it happen. And so it's one of those things where it doesn't matter what party you're in, if you are a corporate politician who cares more about your donors and your giant corporations who give you money than you do about working families and essential workers and people that actually make the country run, then you shouldn't be there anymore. And I think a lot of people feel that way right now.
0: Absolutely. So you're running a completely grassroots campaign, and how, how is that going? How is the fundraising going? If you actually do get the nomination – Uh, Do you think you will be able to compete?
3: So right now, there are 11 Republicans on the other side. They've raised a ton of money. They're also going to spend a ton of money knocking each other out. Um, More than likely, what's going to happen is the person who's going to win on that side is going to consolidate about 10 to 15% of the vote. Right now, that looks like a guy named Judson Sapp. He was just endorsed by Roger Stone. He was just endorsed by Dana Lausch and Charlie Kirk. He has a fired-up, very tiny portion of that base. Now on our side, uh, we have two people that we are running against who have not been able to raise any money. They've run previously. They've never cracked 1%. Um, right now, everything that we have done is pretty much on a $0 budget. And we started our fundraising last week. And so for us, and it was the same way I started my first company, I wanted to make sure that what we had was viable. And what I said when I started my first company is, if I can't do it with $3,000, there's no reason to believe I could do it with 100 thousand dollars and so for us right now we are ramping up our fundraising um we are hitting the ground hard with it and we have a pretty good strategy and a pretty good team on it so i will be able to tell you as far as fundraising goes in the next couple uh, next month probably have some actual numbers for you um as far as our primary goes it looks right now um that we are in a very good spot to win it Uh, that would make me one of the youngest people ever to win the primary and then we would go on to the general where at this point if Judson Sapp is the one to get through, he is extremely well disliked, and we have a very good shot. Right now they put it at a plus seven, plus eight Republican. That was in 2018 when there was an incumbent. So it's probably a plus three, plus four. So the, what you just said is very important. If we're able to fundraise to the level that we need to, we can flip this district. And and, we've, and we, what we decided to do was coalition build with some of the House races around here, make sure there's somebody running in every House race so that we're not just dividing resources, and so we're really trying to focus on this area and do something here that has not been done before.
0: Well, very cool. Yeah, you you definitely do have your work cut out for you. I didn't realize that that uh, district has become less. I thought it was a plus seven plus eight, like you were saying, Republican. But you're saying it's like plus three plus four at this point. So. I
3: think. Well, I mean, that was with an incumbent, and okay. so there has been no polling here for two years.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, because Florida, just in general, is very conservative. People will look at the that ballot and they'll just go Republican, 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 Republican. Republican. So you have to get your message out there. I mean, that's where the fundraising comes in. So I hope that's that you're... Where the
3: fundraising comes in. Yeah. Yep. And so if you, if you know if anybody wants to help us out, pitch in five, ten bucks. Very appreciate it. And we're trying to do this as best as we can, grassroots. At the same time, we need all the support we can get. If you want a phone bank, if you want a text bank, if you want to pitch in just send us an email. Um, Our website is for the many, not just me.com. And if you can send us, uh, you know, uh, your email, um, if you can help, you know, they've got a lot of money, but what's the famous saying? We've got people. And at this point, we got a ton of people that are very ready to do this. And like you said, as long as we can fundraise, we're going to get the message out. And I think, and this is something that, Really, everyone here is starting to believe we can actually flip this district and turn North Central Florida blue, which has not been thought in a very long time.
0: For the Many, Not Just Me is that website, forthemanynotjustme.com. And, uh, exactly. And that, well, good luck to you with the rest of this campaign. We are, uh, of course, we're on your side. For you. Yeah. We're rooting for oh, you. We it. want this to happen. <laughs> and, we're um, yeah, I guess we've said it all at this point. I had something else, but yeah. it just, it just slipped my mind. But,
3: We'll we'll be watching your campaign. Hey, you, got, you, you got anything else for me? You let me know, and I'll be happy to talk again if you want to have me back on.
0: Absolutely, especially uh, once you win that primary, we'd love to have you back on for a follow up, and sure. then then pump you up for the general and and get you in an office. And then, oh, I remember what I was going to say, you know, even if you don't live in Florida, it, I mean, like these these uh, seats are, do have impact nationally. So I I just wanted yeah. to make that point. So even if you're not in Florida and you agree with what. Uh, Adam is saying still go do for the many, not just me and maybe throw them a couple bucks. Why not?
3: Cause uh, I mean, Hey, right now we've got a couple people who don't even live in Florida that are really helping out and in aren't in some of our main staff. We just brought on a guy from Texas who is on the Je- Jessica, Jessica campaign. Um, he is doing our, our Latino outreach and he is killing it. We've got some other people from, we've got another person from Texas as well um, who is, who has jumped on board. So even if you don't live here, Everything is virtual. Everything is digital. I said that at the very start. We can use your help, and we have built the infrastructure at this point to be able to do that. So if you are anywhere in the country and you feel like this is something you want to fight for or you want to go to our platform page and check us out and and see you know, if if what we believe is what you believe, we can use all the help we can get.
0: Well, again, good luck, and we'll keep an eye on everything. Thank you so much for taking the time, especially on holiday, to uh, to yeah. chat with us. We appreciate it. In fact sorry oh, I really we appreciate you guys. when we booked this, I had no idea it was a holiday. we weren't I wasn't thinking, so um, <laughs> yeah. we're working and you are too I'm sure you, your campaign doesn't stop though, so
3: we appreciate it. well I appreciate you guys. you have a good night you too bye, bye. all right Eddie,
2: yeah, did you see <laughs> yes, what was said in front of the White House today on the White House lawn? I'm sure it was idiotic. (laughs) White House advisor Kevin Hassett, he said to the effect, uh, quote, our human capital stock is ready to go back to work. That's what he said.
0: Our human capital stock. Oh, that's (laughs) disgusting.
2: (laughs) Have you heard? Did you see that yet? No. He, He said that those words.
1: We are human capital stock.
2: In other words, you ready to get back to work. We're cattle
0: that you know we're sl- yeah. we're basically just slaves. <laughs> they don't care if we die. <laughs> this is why yeah, they man, want. They're this, just sending a, sending folks out to the slaughter. Exactly. This is why they want <laughs> the company to reopen, or the company, the country to reopen companies. This is because these uh, oligarchs at the top aren't making their quarterly profits. So we better go kill ourselves for them. Our dividends. Let me go Let me go throw myself
2: in front of a bus for Jeff Bezos. Yeah, so he can get another billion in his bank account.
1: One trillion wasn't enough.
0: It's a giant F you to all those people. Yeah, um,
1: right. We'll
0: be right back. I thought you were going to... Ha- Did you like our guest, though? He's a good guy, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good guest, Adam Christensen. Again, I think we
2: need to nail down people. Like they always say, like you know what's happening, but I want to know what their their agenda is to stop it. Okay, I don't want politician talk. You know what I mean? I did, but like I want like real plans.
1: Yeah, we've got a big issue on our hands.
2: That's why, like, we liked Elizabeth Warren because she actually had plans, like. Most people uh, actually knocked her for having plans. Oh yeah, she had the she had like very well thought out plans. I, that's what I really thought out her. and like out and there in the world plans like not like well, we're working on it like no these are it.
1: She was the one that got us out of the last financial collapse too.
2: She mm. should be vice president. Yes, she, she
0: should be. not club uh-uh. <laughs> Okay, we'll be right back after these words. Hold on to your butts uh there we go we're back on it's news to us back here yeah memorial day again uh is when we're doing the show it is the 25th of uh may the unofficial start of summer
2: there's that
0: weird Yay. summer
2: a weird summer that's for sure yeah uh, I, I, are you, what are you guys doing for the summer? Any big plans?
1: <laughs>
2: I was thinking about doing one of those ancestry DNA kits.
1: No, don't do that.
2: Well, that's Jeez,
1: you, you've you, like the last thing you should do.
2: You fought me tooth and nail on that on
0: the show, on this very show.
1: Did you do it, Eddie?
0: No, I thought it would be a, a bit we would do on the show, but you could expense it. I'm kidding. And no, then, uh, no, no,
1: absolutely not. You
2: I keep thinking about this though, Eddie. Like, how do they have like DNA from someone from fucking a hundred years ago? I don't want they to know. Can, they dig it how, up. How do they know? They dug up who Grandma's whole bones. Great, 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 great grandfather was. How do they fucking know that, Eddie? It's all bullshit.
1: And if they know, they know too much.
0: But That's I don't think they, they don't go back that far. They don't do that. It's not a family even tree. Your
2: great, you're your misunderstanding mis- mis- what road, no, you're misunderstanding.
0: You're completely misunderstanding what it is. It's not even what it is. They just tell you what, what your what your ethnicity is, what your genetics or your ethnicity is. And then if you if there are other people in their system that you're related to, you'll find out if you have an ant somewhere that you don't know about. That's it. That, that also yeah. submitted to the website. Yeah,
1: I see commercials like, like... If I had more I, brothers and sisters that I didn't know about... That
2: happens. Fair. But, but I've seen commercials for the Ancestry where they're like, Oh, my great grandma was a nurse in World War II. She signed up when she was seventeen. Well, like how the fuck do you know that?
1: Because somebody who else who signed up this knew. Bullshit. That. It's
2: all false. It's all fucked
0: up, Eddie. It's but a lie. Yeah.
1: Lies. It's
0: just like somebody with your genetics, yeah, like Katie said, did the research already. Then they yeah, they uploaded then they it.
1: Add it. And then it's yeah, I'm sure
2: there's a disclaimer, lies. like it's all lies, man. Take it with no. a grain of salt. I did mine. And it says I was. I'm uh, a descendant of Teddy Roosevelt.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's all lies, but I think it's scary because you're giving your DNA up to a company, and you don't know where that information is going to end up in the end.
2: Any, any, you write off all rights to it.
1: Yeah, like that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty hardcore. It's
2: all fucking lies, anyway. They just make it up. Well, is it they're probably like probably, but like they're in a conference room. Like, all right, we got this guy. <laughs> You're know, all up. Like, That's, what do we say about him? That well, sounds really. We'll... Is...
1: I'd be good at that.
2: Yeah, but let's have just people
0: in a conference room
2: instead of an algorithm.
0: Let's <laughs> we'll just get us like, try like, this uh, giant building and just have millions of conference rooms where everybody just yeah. decides that everybody like they're
2: like I think this guy looks like he's a descendant from someone who like immigrated here in like 1863. I'm thinking. This guy looks then- like a
0: real big douchebag. Let's make him related to Andy Dick.
1: Can you hear
2: that? Hear what? <laughs> Rome's looking the mic. Oh, your dog's looking the mic. Yeah, yeah. he wants to be on the. Air. He
1: wants to be on the air too.
0: Okay, Rome. really oh, let's mic that up again. Can we get him Uh, to lick the mic?
2: No, that's our new mic. No, (laughs) That's so weird. Don't do that. Make him lick the old mic.
1: He loves being on the radio show. (laughs) (laughs) Now your
0: face is next to the licked mic. (laughs)
1: That's okay. He's a sweet dog. He's a baby. (laughs) I don't
0: think we can top room right there, so we might as well wrap it up. Okay. Uh We'll be... Back next time, yes.
1: <laughs>
2: We're having technical difficulties over here. <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody.
1: I can't hear
2: anything. <laughs> it's news to us in COVID 19 quarantine 2020.
3: We appreciate it very much, Tim Apple.
2: Hello, everybody. I
0: love
1: Adderall. Adderall. News, laws, and regulations are changing by the day. We get it. And at ADP, we're here to help guide you with up-to-the-minute compliance expertise so you can pay your people accurately and on time, regardless of what each new day may bring. Learn more at
0: ADP.com.